0: This is Homeschooling in Real Life.
1: Welcome to the Homeschooling in Real Life podcast. Join your hosts as they dive into difficult topics that you might not find covered at your local homeschooling convention. Veteran homeschooling parents Andy and Kendra Fletcher use humor, honesty, and grace to discuss just what it looks like to homeschool in real life.
0: Hola, Kendra.
1: (laughs)
2: Um, Bonjour.
0: Wow, you like those two little languages? Let's see. (laughs) uh, um, French?
2: I don't. I'm trying to think like. Spanish. You know when you go, when you're at Disneyland and you go on the, um, it's a small world, sure. and they have all the languages at the beginning? Yes. I was picturing that in my mind, oh. but then I couldn't actually drum anything up other right. than bonjour. So,
0: bonjour, so. okay. This is Fletch. <laughs> this is Kendra. Welcome to uh, the Homeschooling in Real Life podcast. This is episode 153, Heart for the World. That's why we were doing the foreign languages. We are going to be speaking with Sarita Holtzman on this episode about raising globally-minded kids with a heart for the world. So uh, we have a really rich discussion coming up where we have real good practical handheld ideas on how to give your kids a heart for the world right around your homeschool table. Yes. But before we get there, we have Jason's favorite time, the fluff time. Hey, you know... uh, (laughs) Jason,
2: I'm so sorry you got dragged into this
0: one of our favorite places in the world we're heading there we're going out to the coast of california you
2: didn't even need to say that i think if you've been a long-time listener you know
0: yeah so we're heading out to
2: we're like beach blah blah yeah. blah blah blah, beach blah 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 but blah. not
0: just beach i mean hawaii beach. beach yeah hawaii pacific beach ocean but beach. the pacific ocean beach. if the sand is part of the pacific ocean that's our beach sorry atlantic people sorry um <laughs> those is there arctic people if it's you're at the, the arctic Gulf. ocean the ar- you're listening to this podcast <laughs> You know you lose. Like yeah, that's that not
2: a beach. I don't think that's a beach. It's like ocean? an ice
0: cap. Indian Ocean. Oh, that wouldn't be bad. I've always said I want to go to Goa, India.
2: Yes, as let's well do it. as
0: the like east Goa, coast of Africa. To Goa, um, Goa, India. That's you know that's the hippie commune on the on the west side. Of I America.
2: don't think it is anymore. No, but it was. I think now it's kind of hip it's and it is cultural. Expensive. So expensive. Exactly.
0: So uh, yeah, so we're heading out to the coast. We have a friend's fortieth birthday. Since when do we hang out with young people? I know. <laughs> I'm young. So we've they've rented Ish. a house in in a town called Pacific Grove. If you want to look it up, it's the Monarch Butterfly Capital.
2: Right. Yeah. So every is it fall or spring? Gee, I don't I'm know. a terrible homeschooler. Um, but all those Monarch butterflies m- migrate to that area. Yeah. and um
0: I've, I've never seen them. I've actually I've been there my whole really? life. I've never seen like any like a an abundance gonna, of monarchs. You are going. You'll
2: probably see them everywhere i do know last because time we went that.
0: we used my bird app because apparently i'm 90 years old and i like <laughs> to go birding and uh we <laughs> i called in some some crows and before the it was like alfred hitchcock's the bird so if <laughs> you're not a fan of birds if you're afraid of them i i created your biggest fear there yep. was birds all everywhere. over everywhere it was ridiculous it was crazy. yeah so we're doing that um our daughter's up in portland
2: she is she went to visit her brothers and sister-in-law so jealous
0: i know i know They're
2: gonna have so much fun. That's our
0: recent grad, so she went up there. So just hanging around Portland, drinking coffee. That's what I think they're gonna take her. Hey, we're gonna take you to our favorite coffee shops because that's what they do in Portland. Yeah. And you, you're getting ready to do a big, a big uh, knitting thing.
2: Oh, good grief!
0: Well, it's nobody's interested
2: in this. It's a big, huge market. Ninety vendors of craft, crafty people.
0: Urban hipster central. It is,
2: and (laughs) I don't know what I'm doing there (laughs) because I'm not that, but it's yeah it's gonna be really fun tomorrow and the girls uh, are f- set how old are these girls <laughs> 16 and 13 year old are gonna come with me and help me do the booth and that's gonna be great so one of those fun like homeschooly opportunities you know, like homeschoolers like to talk about this you know yeah. and so I, I mean really take that's care. take your kids to work with you yeah no I mean so the girls and I are setting up the, the booth today to just know what we're doing and I'm gonna teach them how to use the little paypal swiper thing on my phone and man
0: it's like a homeschool lesson
2: well i already already had a conversation with them about salesmanship so yeah you know kind of fun
0: anything else going on yeah warriors are in the nba finals and the french open is on so our whole life is
2: yeah here's the thing you and i didn't care at all about the warriors until they're in the finals and then the french open yes care very much so
0: yeah yeah. about that all right so that's our fluff time you know Um, if
2: you're not a tennis player you're probably like french open what I was just thinking that. Yeah. How many people know that?
0: We're talking to homeschoolers. And
2: if I say Roland Garros, note. people no really don't They're know. They're
0: like, Who is that? I know.
2: Okay. Well, hey, if you're a if you're a Roland Garros watcher, shout out.
0: Hang in there. We're gonna head into this interview where we're gonna talk about giving your kids a heart for the world.
2: The animated feature Ice Dragon Legend of the Blue Daisies blooms on big screens nationwide for a two-day family-friendly adventure. Take an amazing journey to an enchanted world that holds a secret where hope is in a song in select cinemas nationwide March 24th and 26th only. Tickets are on sale now at phantomevents.com. If you missed the live event, purchase a copy for your home library on Blu-ray, digital, or DVD. Visit IceDragonMovie.com for free resources for the kids.
0: All right. So we had this opportunity. Um, they reached out to us, Sunlight Curriculum, uh, Sarita Holtzman, and wanted to talk about giving your kids a heart for the world, which is right in our world. Like, Absolutely. To expose your kids to culture, to expose your kids to the world. To show them these things before they leave the house. And what a killer conversation.
2: Somewhere along the line here, Fletch, I'm sure we've talked about sunlight curriculum uh, on the podcast because of this, because of the real uh, focus on giving your kids a heart to get the gospel out to the world. So we're excited about this interview. Let's head there now. We have with us today Sarita Holtzman, and we are so excited to have this conversation with Sarita. She is a co-founder of Sunlight curriculum. So I'm I'm just going to assume that most of our listeners know Sunlight, but if you don't, it's S-O-N-L-I-G-H-T dot com, Sunlight. Um, And they, they are just one of those curriculum providers who have been such a stalwart in the homeschool community for so many years. And we are very excited to
1: have Sarita with us. Welcome, Sarita. Welcome. Thank you so much. I appreciate being able to be here and to share about some of the things that are really important on my heart. Tell us a little bit about
2: how you began homeschooling or or where you fit into the whole homeschool landscape.
1: Uh, I'm one of those moms that came into homeschooling kicking and struggling. Uh, My husband and I were on staff at a mission agency, and we were so under-supported, it was ridiculous. (laughs) Uh, But because of where the community was, all the kids were bused to a very substandard school. So everybody in the community was in a very similar kind of a dilemma, Uh, we ended up putting our oldest daughter in a Christian school just to try to uh, get around that whole situation. And when it came time to put our second son, because we have four children into that Christian school, our support had dropped so precipitously that we actually couldn't afford to send him there. So what happened was my husband came home from speaking somewhere and he had met a homeschooling family and he said, you need to do that with our kids. And I said, you're not putting me in that box. <laughs> but when our support dropped off, I thought, okay, let me at least try it. And I I just uh, fell in love with it because it's one of those uh, opportunities to speak into the lives of your kids. Uh, from the beginning, uh, I started off with textbooks, and I went, oh, I can't do this. This is so dull and so boring. <laughs> I still remember one of them. It said, uh, the sun is yellow. And I'm thinking, I don't even think that's true. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> So at that point, I thought, okay, let me introduce my kids to the books that I had loved as a child. I've always been someone who went to the library and would check out as many as they let us. In those days, it was 50. And I'd put them in the saddlebags of my bike and bike home with them and just read voraciously. And it was one of those where I thought, you know, I learned so much just from reading stories. Uh, So that's basically the heart and love of sunlight. We want to raise up kids that love to learn. So that's really where it started. It started with uh, my own children being the guinea pigs, and um, it's grown to be a company that a lot of people love and trust. Absolutely.
0: Well, let's jump into this. How about uh, our topic is raising kids uh, with a heart for the world, Sarita. Um, what exactly do you mean by that? I mean, and what, what is your heart behind that? Because I think our hearts are lined up here. So let's let's let our listeners know what it is we're talking about.
1: Well, I want to. Um, one of my goals from the very, very beginning, we again were on a mission campus. We were at the U.S. Center for World Mission, and it was an agency that was uh, designed to raise up uh, the unreached peoples of the world. It was kind of the founding part of that. So, being there, we went, okay, this is a super important topic. It's a, it's something our kids need to be aware of, and I almost hesitate to bring it up, even though it's so important, because I know how busy moms are. And but we have a great opportunity as homeschooling moms. Most schools won't take time to encourage their kids in this very strategic and important role, but it's something that, as homeschooling parents, if we make the decision, we can change the world through the things that we do. Uh, at root, why, why we would study this important, why we think about raising up kids for the heart for the world, it's to align with God's purposes. That's been God's heartbeat when you read through the whole Bible. Uh, for beginning to end his desire is that the peoples would know him. Uh, we think of, uh, may the peoples praise you. Oh, maybe the peoples praise you, oh God. You know, and then you get to the New Testament. And, it's, and go therefore and make disciples. And then you get to that great ending book of the Bible. And there shall be some from every tribe, nation and tongue and people being at the throne. I mean, that's one of those heartthrobs of God. So as believers, we want to actually join in and partner with the things that he does. Uh, that's kind of the root level, but on a more practical level, we live in such a global society. <laughs> the nations have come to our country. They live nearby us. Uh, we want to be ready and able to communicate with the people who are different. They look different than us. They don't think the same way we do. So to be able to effectively communicate with them, uh, to be understanding of them, living as we do in our very flat world. Very, very important.
0: Srita, you're speaking our language. Wow, oh, good.
1: Because <laughs> it's, it's not just
0: people of the world, but people in our world of just different cultures and different mindsets. I mean, I, I was, uh, I've got to tell this story. Cause you can do it. <laughs> I said, you know, we went to, went to Atlanta a couple weeks ago, and I did a, a quick little seminar on, um, I always forget what it's called, art, film, and naked statues. How to introduce your kids to the culture around you, you know, and not be afraid to draw your kids in. And even in the homeschooling world, or the homeschooling world I was talked to, I felt like it was a lead balloon hitting that room. Yeah. Yeah. You know, this idea that you would, that you would even want to expose your kids to culture. And I said, well, I want to give them, I want them to know the marketplace. And I, I'm not going to release them at age 18 and say, hey, good luck. Talk to you guys later. Um, yeah. I wanted to do that from a very young age. And but again, age appropriate. All right. So. You're speaking our language. We love it.
1: Well, good. (laughs) And I think it's actually God's language. I think it's one of those where we don't have to live in fear. As homeschooling parents, we have the awesome responsibility and privilege uh, to speak into the lives of our kids, but to recognize that God loves them as much as we do, and we don't have to be afraid. We, we We can release them to this world fully empowered by the things we've Built into them, and talked to them, and spoken into their lives—super, super important. And we don't want to live in fear. So that's, I yeah. love that. Me- I love that message of yours. And I say, preach it, preach it, preach it.
0: <laughs> you know, it's hard work and it's scary, and that's the problem. A lot of us, especially in the homeschooling world, we've seen over the last, well, not in our lives, twenty years, people are pulling away from that which is difficult or tricky. And you'd think just the opposite. You think, you know, we're cutting edge, we're doing this on purpose, but oh, I just don't want to have the conversation and. So for 150 episodes of Homeschooling in Real Life, we keep saying, enter into the tough conversations, whether it's mm-hmm. culture or sex or relationship or religion or race or whatever. Like, have the conversations around the table where it's safe. And then when, it goes, when we talk about going into the culture, what I love about kind of where this is going is throughout the history of Christianity, one of those two groups has to move towards the other. And the history has mm-hmm. been Christians moving Towards the other, like, we've been assigned. You are to go out into the world. Like, that's our marching order. So, right Right. on. I I totally, totally, totally agree. All right, how do we do this, guys?
1: Well, and that's a good, good question. (laughs) I think the number one way that I would recommend families give their kids a heart for the world is to read missionary biographies. Something you can do very easily in your home. It's part of the wharf and woof of sunlight. We have them in every single core that we offer. And it's basically the idea that you want to take ordinary people. Boy, you think of William Carey, who was a shoemaker. Think of Gladys Elward, who was a housekeeper. You know, people who are just ordinary and dull and and not even very interesting, who went out and did amazing things for God. And I think we want to give our kids those examples of people who are really godly heroes, who've gone out. And through the message of the gospel, been able to transform the entire society they went to. Think of Mary Slaysor went to Africa, and at that point they were killing any twin babies. They, you know, the men were beating their ass, and all of that changed as a result of her coming. One person can make a huge difference. And boy, I just think we want to give that message uh, to our kids. I think as well as you uh, have missionary biographies, you can show your kids that the victorious Christian life isn't always easy. And boy, I think that's an important message for our kids to embrace from a very young age. So that's one. Uh, A second one would be to read stories. Uh, That's also been part of Sunlight from the beginning. Uh, We have moms read stories that take place around the world so that kids can see that families are families around the world and they don't have to be afraid of them, even if they wear a headscarf or even if they uh, wear a knife like a Sikh does. These families just want the best for their kids. They try to feed them and house them and teach them as best they can. But we also want them to understand that uh, culture and worldview make an important difference. We want them to grasp uh, non-Christian principles, and to be able to see the fruit and the rottenness that can come out of those kinds of things. Right. Uh, just as a side thing, you can learn geography so readily. You read a story here and you say, oh, put it on a map, and by gum, your kids know geography as well. Easy, easy, easy way to do it.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's fantastic, because I think some of those hands-on things are where we get a little... Um, where oh, we Yeah, yeah exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, it, a lot of, I was
0: going to say one more thing is that Um, this is, uh, relatively inexpensive and easy, you know, parents that say, I can't give, you know, I can't take my kids to Europe. I can't take them on these trips. We can't afford to do the church mission trip. Well, you can read the stories and when those missionaries come home on furlough, you can have a meal, you know, and host a slideshow or, you know, all these ways to expose your kids that are cheap, easy, and very accessible.
1: And I totally agree with you. If your church has missionaries, bring them into your home. That's what we did. We always had um, we had a tradition of making waffles. So it was one of those they'd come back and for a little, Oh, God, we get to have waffles at the Holtzman's. Not expensive, not hard to do. You don't even have to plan even for the menu. <laughs> Just have them in your home and have the stories that come back uh, so compelling for our kids to hear and to learn from.
0: You know, one of the so, things this reminds me of, Kendra, is the uh, over the years we've we've our family has invested in uh, exchange students. Um, Um, We can't go to France, but we've had four uh, teenage French girls come and live in our home, and the conversations around the table are everything from... Oh, we... Modesty, smoking, alcohol, politics, (laughs) religion. I remember
2: describing... At one point, one of them asked me the difference between Protestantism and Catholicism. And so, I mean, it was a whole history lesson right there in the car with this girl who lives outside of Normandy. (laughs) (laughs) So, just amazing conversations. We had one tell us, um, she's in her 30s now, and... She actually was on the podcast early on and she said, I had never been in a home where the family sat around the table and the, and you guys read the Bible together. Like I've never Mm -hmm. seen that before. And that was so, so that made such an impression on me, you know, so very simple. All we did was do our life.
1: We didn't change (laughs) anything, you know, and we just invited her into that. They say that 85% of all Muslims and Hindus have never met a Bible believing Christian. Wow. So and if you think of the nations coming and living among us, they just built a huge mosque here in Denver. And it's one of those where you think, okay, they are here. How do I meet them? So I think that that's an outstanding way. Uh, They figure, too, uh, is it Marx, who was one of the exchange students here and nobody had him in his home? And they think possibly if they could have invested in his life, Mm. we could have changed the history of the world. So very strategic, very key what you're doing and uh, keep that up. And that's really a good and easy thing to do not easy. You always have to come outside of yourself, but a good thing to do.
0: Well, um, we, we need to take a quick break at this point and um, we will be right back and we're going to be sharing some more ideas on, on how we raise globally minded kids. We'll be right back. Uh, you all know how much uh, I've confessed on this podcast that I don't love to read. Well, I want to take just a quick moment to tell you about two Great new books that I've read that I loved that I think you should read as well. The first is Kendra's Lost and Found. If you want to hear the story behind the story, you know, behind the podcast and hear just what happened in the life of Fletch and Kendra that took us from a life trapped in religion to uh, where we were lost uh, to a life of the gospel where we were found, where we woke up from gospel amnesia. You need to pick up her book, Lost and Found. You can find that over at kendrafletcher.com. Hey, she doesn't know that I'm plugging this book, so let's not tell her. Uh, The second book is one we talked about last week with uh, Barrett Johnson. It's The Young Man's Guide to Awesomeness. It'll be coming out in the middle of May 2017. Uh, You need to head on over to infoforfamilies.com. It's a great book that talks to boys about purity. Uh, It talks to them about positive relationships, and it encourages them to get off their butts and stop playing video games and to go out there and do something awesome. So uh, those two books, uh, Kendra's book and Barrett's book, uh, they are my recommendations uh, for the month. You need to get out there and get them. Thanks. All right, we are back on the line with Sarita Holtzman from Sunlight Curriculum. And we have been talking about raising kids uh, globally minded, having a global mindset. Um, And we've been just talking through how to do it. We've reviewed, you know, reading missionary biographies, just reading good stories. Uh, Sarita, what else, what are some other practical ways we can do this with our kids?
1: One of the things we do in all of the elementary grade programs at Sunlight are to use prayer guides. And we do recommend that. Uh, at Sunlight, we meet every morning for prayer, and we use a little prayer guide called the Global Prayer Digest put out by the U.S. Center for World Mission. And in it, they basically uh, talk about a different people group and give you some ideas on things to pray and have a, a Bible passage to read. Very easy to do, something you can do at the end of your evening meal, uh, and just pray. There, there's one month where they had um, there was a, not a single effort being made in any of the people groups in that entire month. Uh, and if we believe that prayer changes things, and we do, uh, and if we think about places where Satan has reigned for years and millennia, think of the resistance that's there, and only prayer is going to be able to break down those walls. Uh, at Sunlight, we had a little uh, prayer guide called from Erapesh to Zuni. We carried that from the very beginning. Oh, yeah. it was just, yeah, we it was just that 20, one, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's just 26, um, people groups that needed to have the word of God. And all of our little kindergartners would pray for these people group every day. Mm. And at a particular period of time, uh, Wycliffe called us and they said, actually, that book is out of print because all of those people groups have a Bible at this point in time. Oh, you know, a it's just great story. Then they came out with a second set, another A to Z series. Oh. And that too went out of print. So we know that it works and we know that it's important to do. <laughs> Wow.
2: That's great. I love that story. And, and so much of uh, such a hands-on thing for our kids to see too. So, you know, those of us who have the, who keep having children and keep (laughs) homeschooling them, you know, to be able to say, do you guys remember this book? Look what God has done. What a great story.
1: Another thing that I would recommend that families do, if they can afford it, is to have their kids go on a missions trip. Uh, Like when we send our kids out to go and make a difference in a particular community, we know that that has input. Have mm. impact. Whenever there's feet on the ground, uh, God works with the beautiful feet of the people that go out. But in God's marvelous economy, it's also so good for our kids. They come home changed. Oh, yeah. All of a sudden they see that they're not entitled to as much, right? Mm-hmm. They're going to a place that's usually poorer. Uh, they see that there's people who maybe don't even have clean water, uh, but they have a chance to impact and speak into the lives of the people that they come in contact with And there's something that happens even in our own hearts as a result of that. It's a powerful message. And uh, I think your daughter went on a missions trip. And how did she come back changed? (laughs) Absolutely. And she still talks about, you know, being there
2: in Nicaragua and and the hard lives that she saw Mm -hmm. all around her. Yeah. I mean, here we are in California. um, Life's pretty easy. And (laughs) so... Really great for them to see, really, really great for them to develop a heart. But I'm going to play devil's advocate a little bit here um, with the family that says that's all well and good. But if I take my kids down to the gospel mission to serve Thanksgiving dinner, won't they be exposed to some um, erratic behavior? Won't they be exposed to
0: mental illness, you
2: know, things that I'm not ready to talk to them about yet? What do you say to that family?
1: Well, I would say to them that, again, we don't walk in fear. And we want to make sure we talk things through. We're going to meet these things, and we're going to see the direct result of sin. And I think that's actually a very important Mm. message for our kids to hear, that there are things that occur in people's lives because of wrongdoing. And the people in the mission would be the first to tell you that they have done the things that are wrong. You read. Anyway, it's just uh, one of those stories where they know they're living incorrectly yeah. and they actually see the fruit in their life and how important for our kids who can say oh maybe sin isn't so important maybe sin doesn't have a huge impact life lesson right there
2: absolutely and and you know even in a in an area that we live in with such a large homeless population the conversations about you know, not looking down our noses at those people, but saying, you have no idea what they came from or what, what hardships they had to face. Um, because again, so many of our kids, you know, our, our listeners and, and you and I, our kids have been raised in, in whole homes or homes where at least we're being pointed to the gospel, you know, and to God as, as our, our salvation and, um, and our fulfillment. And yet you, you take somebody who's got all the ravages of sin, Right out there in front of us, um, and those discussions then become really quite easy, don't they?
1: Yeah, I totally agree. Well, totally- I know
0: we've also talked about um, there is some level of age appropriateness too. I mean, we're not gonna, we want to have kids that we can reason with, and I'm all about not living in fear. I mean, we we I've shared a story, I think I've shared it on the podcast, Kendra, where I I uh, we have a a gay pride event in our town, mm-hmm. yeah. and <laughs> I said I want to hear. What this community is saying in their community, mm-hmm. you know, on their turf, mm-hmm. what What are the conversations? And I also wanted to see, is the church showing up for this event? So mm-hmm. I grabbed our littlest guy and our dog, <laughs> and I decided to go to, it was called Pride in the Park. Mm-hmm. And uh, our littlest guy has a brain injury, so his ability to reason isn't really there anyway. But he was a good little guy to bring along with me. And uh, we didn't have to have a lot of conversations about this event because... He got there, all all he wanted to do was get his face painted. And of course he wanted to have a sparkly rainbow. That's what he wanted because that's what was attractive to a little seven year old at the time. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, I wanted to see is the church showing up? And in Mm -hmm. fact, the church, uh, wasn't the only church that did show up was an extremely liberal branch of, you know, this giant umbrella we call the church. Um, Mm -hmm. but again, I, I wanted to have, what are the conversations they're having so that maybe I could invite them over to my group, where we have conversations also, and um, I, I have since said we we're doing such a bad job uh, showing up at some of these things because we're living in fear, because we're afraid where will this conversation go, and I'm not prepared to have this conversation and, and our encouragement for 150 episodes is put on your big boy pants and be, be prepared to have some of these conversations age appropriate as time goes on. so.
2: Well, and I think that's the thing that you, you know, you illustrated that we, you chose a specific child to go to that event mm-hmm. who, who is not going to just be sidelined or not prepared for it. So right. I think that's, that's part of this too, to, to go in with wisdom and say, is this child ready to have this conversation? Are we ready to go there together?
1: Yeah. I I love that message of yours. Every family, every child just, and we say that to you every year, evaluate. Should you be continuing this? Think this through. Uh, what do you need to do differently? Just be per- purposeful in the things that you're doing. I think I wouldn't even be afraid to take my children to such an event. And good for you to go and uh, even experience that and to do it in the eyes of what is the church uh, doing as a result of this. I'm thankful that there wasn't a church group there with signs saying you're going to hell kind of a thing. I'm grateful yeah. for that. <laughs> uh, no one kidding. of the things my, my son has done um, is they've opened up their home, well, mainly to young people. But when the Mormon community would come through, they'd have them in for lunch and let's talk through. (laughs) You know, again, you don't have to be afraid because what we believe in is strong and it's true. Yes. And again, but there's no guarantees that our children will agree with us. They are free. They have free will and they make their own decisions because when they're adults, they will walk the way they will. I -hmm. think sometimes homeschoolers have the mindset if we do it all exactly right, Presto changeo, our kids come out perfectly.
0: What? They- <laughs> what? A lot of people think that. How, Sarita? How mm. dare you say that, boy? Yeah, the I mean, homeschooling real—what's the one I say? God doesn't have grandchildren; He has children. Yeah. And right. and you know, we we do everything we can to steer them towards our Father. And, and then but we ultimately, pray as well. yeah, ultimately, yeah, ultimately, it's going to be God who draws them. And we, ju- we just have to sit and say, all right. And, um, and of course I'm not going to do, you know, I'm not going to do the opposite, which is, Hey, let me just show you the sin of the world and let's celebrate this. That's not at all right. what I'm going to do. But, um, boy, we, in our family, we've used, Kendra's the book reader. I've self-disclosed. I'm on homeschooling in <laughs> life. I love life. sunlight lists. <laughs> I, I'm not the reader in this family, but I will, wa- I will walk our kids into every film with a story arc of redemption, or even those that don't have a story arc of redemption, just to say that was an empty story, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's there's the misery of the world. So
1: Very, very important to do. All right. Whenever you have something that you come up with that you don't agree with, use it as a teaching opportunity. I mean, that's why we're here. That's why we have our children around us twenty four seven and we say this is a great opportunity to speak into their lives.
0: All right. As we're getting uh, close to the end of this interview, uh, Sarita, do you have anything else you want to share with our listeners? We have listeners that are like, how did Fletch and Kendra get her on the radio? We we want to hear from her. Um, Do you have any more uh, jewels for us?
1: Uh, One more thing that I would recommend is if you can find a project for your children to invest in, that would be absolutely ideal. I think most of us as believers are charitably minded, And maybe as we're sitting in church, we'll give them a dollar or so to put in the offering plate just to teach them how to do that. But if we can find things that the children actually raise the funds for and Mm. give, we know that the heart is directly correlated to the things that we invest in. So if we can find projects for our kids to invest in, Sunlight does a project we try to do in every fall, where we raise up funds, the kids raise funds for ministries like we translated a Bible, we taught adult women how to read in India and led them to the Lord and <laughs> children's Bible. It's been very fun. And we find that gripping the kids at the hearts of the kids is super important. So if you can find something like that, uh, I would, I would recommend that as well.
0: That's awesome. We, we know we've done a, um, we used to do Advent in the barn where we would show a mm-hmm. film every year mm-hmm. and we, we would, it was always a Advent themed film and we would invite the community in not just our friends but the whole point was, let's kick off Advent, the day after wow. Thanksgiving. We have a month here to Christmas. Let's, And we we were strategic on Black Friday, mm-hmm. the biggest shopping day mm-hmm. of the year. We're going to mm-hmm. reclaim this for Advent. And uh, we would always partner with a kid, right, or a family, Kendra? Right, that somebody would, who
2: was doing something, something um, a water project or a mosquito, mosquito nets, nets or those I kind of remember. things. Yeah. And it
0: was always a kid that's like, this is what I'm doing. And we'd mm-hmm. have this little 8-, 9-, 10-year-old stand up in front of our crowd and say, um, here's what I'm doing. Would you partner with me? That's awesome. That's <laughs> and uh, awesome. those, those are some great ideas. So, well, Good. this has been a treat to have you on. Thank you for taking the time to be on the homeschooling in real life podcast. And thank you for uh, just all you've done for the homeschooling community. We've, we've really liked uh, this time with you.
1: Thank you. I appreciate the ability, the time to come and share. And I appreciate greatly what you do as well. Blessings on
0: you both all right big thanks to Sarita Holtzman for being on the show with us again Uh, if you want to learn more about their curriculum you can head to sunlight.com s-o-n-l-i-g-h-t.com if you want to talk to Kendra and me you can head on over to homeschoolingirl.com you know that's one stop for everything. If you want to get to our social media, Facebook, Twitter, if you want to speak with us individually, you can email us, you can send us a voicemail. You can find out how to leave a review on iTunes. Um, you can find us individually, which I don't think is I'm not sure if that's on there, but if you wanna to get to Kendra on Twitter, it's
2: Kendra E. Fletcher.
0: And if you wanna to get to me, everything is the Mango Times, so at the Mango Times. Um, And you can do that Hey we've got some big things coming up We've been talking about this for the last couple weeks We have a big surprise coming And I think next week Is the week We are going to be ready To unveil this huge surprise Okay. So you are going to need to be here Secondly uh, Next week we have a huge show We are going to be interviewing a guest We're talking again about spiritual abuse In the homeschooled community Um Past, present, future. We are going to be talking about that. Also, we are heading to Sandy Cove. Uh, family camp in maryland and there is still room if you would like to last minute slide in drive on over meet us live we're going to be at sandy cove for the week at homeschool family camp
2: i did hear somebody this week say i've got to get over there and register so it is not too late you guys we can do this
0: so uh head on over and uh check that out we'd love to meet you in live and in person in sorry in live in person we would like to meet you in person and we'd be alive Both those things. (laughs) All right, we're going to wrap this show, Kendra. Yes. Talk to you next week.
1: You've been listening to the Homeschooling in Real Life podcast. Everything on this podcast was written and produced by Andy and Kendra Fletcher. For more information, or if you'd like to contact your hosts, please visit them on homeschoolingirl.com. We'll be right back. back.